Well, very few know the entire game of college football like this guy. Phil Steele about to join us. ESPN Insider, home of Phil Steele's college football preview and philsteele.com. Before we get to Phil, just a reminder, please take a moment out to leave us a rating, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in return. All you got to do is leave that rating and review and then send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we will get that koozie in the mail for you guys uh, right away. Phil, thanks for joining us. Appreciate the time. Um, The Big 12, I think, is starting to turn over a new leaf, and it should be known to me as a conference that is starting to play some darn good defense with what Baylor is doing, Iowa State, OU turning the corner late in the season. When you're looking at this uh, conference now, Phil, is it fair to say the all-offense, no-defense mantra is starting to go by the wayside? Yeah, I I would agree with that. And I think you go back and you take a look at, uh, you know, you go back to the LSU-Alabama game, for example, in SEC country. And uh, that final score was 46-41. to 41. You didn't hear people screaming that the SEC was an offensive league. And you look at some of the teams this year, I think Oklahoma has one of the most underrated defenses in the entire country. In fact, this year, they ranked number 11, holding opponents to 95 yards per game below their season average. I thought TCU had one of the best defenses in the Big 12. Baylor as well. And Baylor was a defense that could do it with a three-man pass rush all year and still get pressure on the quarterback. So I was, I think that that uh, you know time where it was, well, the Big 12 is just an offensive league. If you want defense, go to the SEC. I thought there were some games this year where uh, the Big 12 had better defense than the SEC did. Yeah, and Phil, what do you think that means for, for recruiting in the conference moving forward? We know the SEC still recruits those defensive linemen in a way that uh, not just the Big 12 hasn't over the past decade, but you know the rest of the Power 5 has not been able to. Do you see that happening? And if so, um, can that happen quickly? Or does that take you know a couple of years to really start resonating? Yeah, I think it's going to take a couple of years to really get catch up, especially what what you talked on the uh, the defensive line. I think the SEC still right at the top defensive line wise, but clearly, I think the recruits are going to start coming in realizing that in the Big Twelve they can play defense. Baylor, Oklahoma, TCU are the three teams that really jumped out to me this year, and uh, I think we're going to we're going to see more defensive recruits go to the Big Twelve. Phil Steele is joining us, ESPN Insider. Of course, uh, Phil Steele's college football preview, a must-read before every season, and philsteele.com. So, Phil, as, as you look back on this season for the Big 12, uh, the Texas Longhorns obviously disappointed a lot of people. How surprised were you by that? And, and Tom Herman now cleaning out his staff. What does that mean for the future for this program? Yeah, and I think with Texas, you know, for Sam Ellinger saying after the bowl game last year that they were back, they definitely were not back this year. I thought they played a good game against LSU. Now, do keep in mind, Texas suffered a lot of injuries this year, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think there was one game where they were without all four defensive starters in the secondary. Linebacker unit got banged up. Running back core was so banged up, they had to move a quarterback into running back. So they did have to deal with some injuries. They had a couple of close losses. You go back to the Iowa State game, a two-point loss, even the LSU game, a seven-point loss. So I think Texas is not as bad as they were this year, losing five games. So I think they're a little bit closer to the top than they were. But I think we're a couple years away from Texas really being back, as they said, after the bowl game. So what do you think, Phil? As you look at the hierarchy of this conference, I mean, OU wins its fifth straight Big 12 title. Uh, Texas in the Big 12 title game last year, uh, you know, you had Baylor this year, you had TCU three years ago. 
I mean, it feels like that that battle for second fiddle is ever interchanging in this conference. Where do you think that mantle goes from here? Can Matt Rule stay in that spot, or is it going to continue to be a revolving door right now? You know, I'm going to have to wait till I talk to Coach Matt Rule this spring, and I'll tell you why that is. Because, you know, coming off a one-win season in his first year, I was just about to hang up the phone with him after my spring conversation. And they usually last a little over an hour, go over every player on the team. And he goes, Phil, we're going to make a bowl game this year. And I'm like, oh, okay, Coach, yeah, all right, good, good. You know, I didn't really believe him. And sure enough, Baylor not only made a bowl game and won it. So this year before I hung up the phone with him, I said, "Uh, okay, Coach, what's on the agenda for this year? He goes, Phil, I think we can make it to the Big 12 title game. I'm like, okay, and sure enough, Big 12 title game. I played a really good game, took it to overtime, despite having a third-string quarterback, nearly won the doggone Big 12. So love the job Matt Rule's doing. I think they're at the top to stay as long as Matt Rule stays there, and I think he is locked in for a while. I do think Texas will be a contender once again this upcoming year. And then keep your eyes on TCU. TCU had a lot of injuries this year, but they still play quality defense. They had sort of erratic quarterback play throughout the year, but I think if they get the quarterback position fixed, uh, TCU can get back towards the top as well. And another team I'm intrigued with is Kansas State. I I like what um, their new head coach did uh, this year with Kansas State, getting them to their, Chris Kleiman did, getting them to their uh, record that they did at uh, eight and four overall. And I think Kansas State's a team that could slowly make that rise up the chain. Well, that's interesting. And it led me to where I wanted to go next, Phil, which is the four new head coaches in this conference, Matt Wells at Texas Tech, Chris Kleiman at Kansas State, uh, Les Miles at KU and Neil Brown at West Virginia. You can find optimism uh, for each of those programs coming out of this season, some more than others. But which one of these coaches uh, do you have the most confidence in over the next few years taking this team to be a Big 12 contender? Is it climbing or is it? Or are you going somewhere else? Uh, I think climbing's close. Uh, you know, the one guy I want to keep an eye on is Neil Brown at West Virginia. Now, I, I talk to Coach Brown every year when he was – uh, at Troy and what a program he built there. And to be honest with you, when I looked at West Virginia this year, I was thinking more of a one or two win season, not a three win season. So surprise me with the upset of Kansas State, surprise me with the upset of TCU. Uh, and I, I like the job he did. He had an extremely inexperienced team this year. It was a complete change of operation from uh, Holgerson to Brown. And I thought Brown's team did better than I expected. They've got good players to work with. I think West Virginia could surprise as well. Now, one of those guys, uh, Matt Wells at Texas Tech, if you were to find a team that, um, you know, of those new head coaches, most people feel like, well, I'm not sure what the future holds. People are a little bit concerned in Lubbock. It looks like Jet Duffy's going to be transferring out, but they've got Alan Bowman coming back at quarterback. Um, this program right now under Matt Wells, should should Tech fans be concerned about the direction, or is it too early for that, Phil? Yeah, I'd say too early. In fact, I like what they were doing with Bowman, at quarterback, this year till he got injured. Mm-hmm. Took him a couple of games to get acclimated to Jet Duffy at QB, and they struggled in those games. You go back to the Oklahoma game and Duffy's first start, they were pretty feeble, throwing for 122 yards in that game. But overall, I think Matt Wells is a heck of a coach. He did a great job at Utah State, and look at their losses this year. Baylor went to overtime. I mean, if they could take Baylor to overtime, that showed some potential. They had a big lead against Kansas, blew it. The TCU game, they only lost by two points. Kansas State, three-point loss. So basically, you change one play in those four games, 
and they win four more games, and they're an eight and four team. So they weren't very far away this year. I still think the defense needs work, but that's been a Texas Tech problem for years, and I think they will get better into Matt Wells. He had a pretty good defense at Utah State, and I think offensively, as long as Alan Bowman stays healthy, they'll be in great shape. And uh, Bowman, I think, could be in for a fantastic year if they could just keep the guy healthy. Hey guys, it's Pete Mundo, and it's that time of year. Christmas and the holidays are here. And our friends at MyBookie want to make your season special with 12 days of gifts. MyBookie's already one of the most trusted and reputable sports books in the industry. And this holiday season, they're getting into the spirit of giving with 12 straight days of giveaways. That's right, 12 days of gifts. A brand new gift every single day so you can take your game to the next level. They kicked off the promotion on the 14th with a free parlay for the UFC and they'll keep up the giving through the 25th on Christmas Day. Free bets, free spins, futures, and more. So as the college bowl season and all those Big 12 bowl games get underway, you don't want to miss it with mybookie.ag. When you use that promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, they'll also give you a 50% sign-up bonus. That's half of the money that you deposit in your account free. You don't have to unlock it. It's just right there, and you can use it. So get in mybookie.ag. Save during the holidays, something we all want to be doing. Mybookie.ag, our promo code, BIG12. That's BIG12, and start winning today. Mm-hmm. You know, Phil, those are some great points. Phil Steele is joining us here on the show, ESPN Insider. Home, of course, Phil Steele's college football preview and philsteele.com. Uh, this conference played so many close games, as you mentioned. I mean, teams going from, you know, instead of a 4-8 and eight season, they could have been 8-4 and four, like you pointed out there. Uh, but when you look at where this conference is and how close these games were and you have a true round robin top to bottom in this conference, how difficult is it compared to the other – you know, power five conferences to rise the ranks in this, in this conference, because you never get a year off with an easier schedule. It's always the same. Yeah. You got to play everybody. And that's the, uh, that's a tough part of it. There's uh, you know, there are teams where if you look at, uh, for example, let's go to the big 10 West Minnesota, uh, Minnesota didn't have to play Ohio state. They didn't have to play Michigan this year. So they avoided a couple of the big boys in conference play. And it really helped them out. I think in the long run, helped them rise all the way to the, uh, the, the, the top of the Big Ten, Big Ten West, you don't get that break in the Big Twelve. And like I said, with teams like Baylor, Texas, TCU, and you know Iowa State, Matt Campbell's doing a heck of a job there. They lost a bunch of close games. Could he had a much better record? It's an extremely difficult conference to get through on a yearly basis, and we're going to find upsets on a weekly basis because you can't play your A game every week. Gotcha. Absolutely. It's so true. Now, for Iowa State, Phil, I mean, this is a team that a lot of people thought could compete for a Big 12 title this year. They lose a bunch of close games, but Matt Campbell's not going anywhere. Got a new extension. Um, Things seem to be still trending in a positive direction there up in Ames. What's that next step? Is it reasonable to think that an Iowa State football program that, let's be honest, has been a doormat for most of its uh, most of its existence in whatever conference it's been in, can can compete year in year out in the top half of this conference? As long as Matt Campbell's there, yes. And I think you look at the fact that Brock Purdy will be back next year. Brees Hall at running back really transferred. He didn't play much first five games, but then turned into a dominant back. And once again, let's look at Iowa State's losses this year. They outgained Iowa by 100 yards and lost by one. 
They outgained or Baylor. They were even in the yards. They lost by two in a tight one. Oklahoma State, they outgained by 66 yards. They lost by a single score. Oklahoma, they lost on a missed two-point conversion at the end. Put up 26 first downs on them. So four losses that could have had them a Big 12 title contender. And Matt Campbell is one of the best uh, head coaches out there. I thought if there was going to be a year for Matt Campbell to move, it would have been this one. Glad to see that Iowa State locked them up. They've got one of the uh, bright young head coaches out there. You know, it's really interesting, Phil, because uh, you're right. I mean, Matt Campbell has done a tremendous job there, and, and everyone should be proud of what's happening up there in Ames. As you look around this conference and you say to yourself, all right, there's some uh, really good coaches at the top. There's even good coaches at the bottom end. You talk about Neil Brown building things up. Uh, which coach, if any, do you see leaving anytime soon? Is it Lincoln Riley, these NFL rumors, or do you think we're kind of standing pat here for a little bit? Yeah, I'm hoping they stand pat because I tell you what, in today's era, if you're switching coaches, that transfer portal just wrecks your team. You have a whole bunch of players leave, and the thing with the transfer portal is it doesn't matter how many kids leave the team, you can only recruit 25 the next year. So you actually get shortchanged in the long run if you're making coaching changes. And really, I mean, with West Virginia, we know Neil Brown's going to be there for quite a few years. Matt Campbell just got locked in. Tom Herman doesn't want to go anywhere. I think that the league should be pretty stable coaching-wise, and that's going to bring it up the ranks. I think we've seen some instability the last couple of years, and I think getting some stability at the coaching position is really going to help. A guy that's certainly been stable in his spot is Mike Gundy, and and you look at what this team did this year, despite some deficiencies, uh, exceeding a lot of expectations, Phil, is, is Mike Gundy and the job that he's done with Oklahoma State, not just this year, but I guess in general you could say one of the more under-discussed and under-appreciated runs in, in college football in your mind? Yeah, I'd say so. And, you know, look at the players he's produced. I mean, this year the question coming in was, well, who's going to replace Justin Hill? And Chuba Hubbard steps up and leads the nation in rushing. Uh, who's going to replace uh, the quarterback that they've had? And that's been a, a problem the last couple of years, Mason Rudolph, the Taylor Cornelius, and then Spencer Sanders. Sanders has a great uh, season till he gets injured. Tylen Wallace was a Blitnikoff finalist last year, got injured about seven weeks in. So he's going to produce the offensive players no matter who he puts up there. And uh, the defense has been showing some signs. So I think he's doing a great job at uh, at Oklahoma State. Phil, these bowl games coming up, how much stock do you put into them in terms of looking at the Power 5 hierarchy? Do you put a lot in, or do you just kind of look at it as exhibition games that you don't think much about? You know, I actually put about 25% of my conference grade into that, how the teams finish. And I think that's, I think the average fan probably puts about 50% of their grade yeah. into it because everybody judges things on the most recent thing that happened, and the Bulls will be the most recent thing that happened. So if the Big 12 goes into bowl season and doesn't win a single bowl game, everybody's going to have the Big 12 as the worst conference in college football. And on the flip side of the coin, you know, Oklahoma upsets uh, LSU, Baylor upsets Georgia. All of a sudden, the Big 12 starts to rise in stature. But I, I personally put about 25% of my conference grade on the bowl games. They are important. Phil, and how much less thing for you, how much do you want to see you know, the, the conferences across the board be on equal footing from the standpoint of nine conference games, you know, one non-conference power five game? How important do you think that is for the growth of the sport and the equity of the sport? I think it's very important. I think uh, I think everybody should go nine, or if the uh, some conferences say we're not going to go nine, drop it back to eight because it really is an unfair playing field having to play that extra power five game, and it does hurt the teams that are playing nine conference games. So I, I would love to see it be uniform. 
He's Phil Steele, ESPN Insider, home of Phil Steele's college football preview. Always the best. And, uh, of course, at philsteele.com. Phil, it's great to have you on. Really appreciate you talking some Big 12. And uh, enjoy the bowl games. Sounds great, Pete. Always enjoy our conversations, my friend. And you enjoy the bowl season as well. Thank you so much. Phil Steele right there. He is uh, the man joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Great to have him on the show. We appreciate his time. Please, as always, guys, leave that rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Helps us out tremendously. And we'll send you a free koozie in return. Just send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. Of course, our friends at MyBookie. That's mybookie.ag, promo code big one two to get that 50% sign-up bonus now before bowl season. Do it. We'll talk to you soon.